0: I'm gonna surf knot. Here with me as always, Trenton Carpet Phillips. Hello, love And as always, our lovely producer
1: Tyler Tate Baker. What's up, boys?
0: Wow, I'm so glad to be
1: here, guys. Oh man, it's been a hey, been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Christmas time's coming.
0: Star Bethlehem's out. Loving it. Loving it. Superstar. So, Trent, you're going to start us off today. Trent hit us with a topic today that he wants to discuss. And I've literally been thinking about it all day. And I have some points, some counterpoints, some jabs to throw. So, Trent, start us off, baby.
1: Yeah. So, basically, like, you'll see people on Instagram or maybe at a break that are hyper localized about their break they're like this is our break freaking don't come here this is our spot which is fine if that's your spot that's cool that's your spot that's where you surf every day but then i feel like if you're gonna be that hardcore local you don't get to go travel to other spots and expect to like surf those peaks or those spots because it's like dude if you're that hardcore about your spot then that's it. That's your spot. You don't just get to go surf everywhere you want. No, you have to be there and there alone. (laughs) Exactly. Like, if you want to be a hardcore local, that's cool. But that's your spot. If the waves suck there and they're better somewhere else, tough beans, dude. You're freaking, that's where you're surfing. So I, I got a couple of caveats
0: here. So we got to define hardcore local, right? I would not describe somebody as if someone shows up to the spot and you know, everybody's surfing and this person starts dropping in and just kind of acting the fool and somebody paddles over and goes, Hey man, you can't act that way here. You know, you just burned three of like the guys who've surfed here for 30 years. You got to knock it off. I don't necessarily think that person is acting like a quote unquote hardcore local. I think they're just asking for some respect while they're home.
1: Yeah. And that's understandable. And that's like, with If anyone's burning anybody three, four times, you're going to be like, hey, stop burning people. Whether it's your break or not, you're going to be like, dude, stop burning people. I think that the people that are basically like, this is our break. No one come here. You know, you got to know someone to surf this break. I think that's kind of like, that's cool, but don't come to anyone else's break. Because yeah,
2: nev- never go anywhere, because if I catch your ass at my break, oh, we're yeah,
1: exactly. On you. So I can't go surf your break because I'm not one of the like five dudes that are like grafted in, but you can come catch my waves. That's not fair. There is a certain
0: pro surfer who will remain nameless that I've seen people go and shoot video at their spot. This is a very well-known pro. Well, used to be pro in, in, the, in the late 80s, early 90s. And we'll scream and yell and flip lids on people at their spot, especially filming. But then every time we surf Corpus Point comes and burns everybody who lives in St. Augustine. And everybody's like, What are you doing,
1: dude? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, look, if if you're gonna be like, This is my spot, you can't come here, that's okay. That's your spot. But you don't get to go to any other spots. <laughs> that's a terrible I definitely way to think too life. Yeah, yep. I definitely think, too, you need to have, like,
0: some spot etiquette when you go to somebody else's spot. You know what I mean? Like, if, Like, if I'm going to go – so, like, there was an edit, like, me and um, Luke and Austin were going up to the polls. And, you know, Austin lives in Jacksonville. He serves the polls all the time. I'm not from there. And Luke's shooting a little bit. It wasn't a great day. But John John, uh, Katie, do I, is that how I say his last name? Trent, C-O-S. Boy. Yeah. John John was out there. So Luke shot – if John wanted a wave, we didn't go near it. Luke shot pictures, and he got put in the edit. And I just felt like on Luke's behalf, that was like a
1: super respectful way to shoot at a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention it's kind of like, you know, if you're a logger in Florida, it's kind of up to you to become friends with all the other loggers because everyone wants to know each other. It's a small scene, it's a small group. So it's like you know who the dudes are at whatever spot you go to. Like, I know if I go to Flagler that the Conklins and Saxon and Turtle are going to be out there. I know if I go down to, like, Delray that the Larsons and the Delray Club's going to be out there. If I go up north, I know um, Scott Kellogg's going to be there. Like, you know who the people are. You know what I mean? And so just, like, be respectful. But at the same time, like, if you're going to be su- – if I was, like, super hardcore about – like the Poles. I'm like, the Poles is my spot. Don't No one come surf here. This is my spot. Then I'm not allowed to go surf St. Augustine because the Poles, if I'm that hardcore about my zone and I don't want anyone to come surf my zone, I think that's the only zone I should be allowed to surf. You know what I mean? I poles definitely... suck! <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes what he wants the to trend. surf there. Nobody likes the 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 Poles. Pulse. Yeah. Uh, gosh. It really There's a new changing room. Someone built a changing room and it's like a little. They were
0: tired of getting dumped over in the porta potties. How many people do you think have been dumped over in those porta
1: potties at the polls? Not many. They're all weak. But here's the thing <laughs> I'm, I'm fully going to take a dump in that changing room. It's only a matter of time. That's sick. Hey, it's organic. Not more than going
2: in the ocean, giving the fish a meal.
1: Yeah, and get water up my butt, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I,
0: I think that the log scene in general is super welcoming. I think that hyperlocalism stuff kind of starts with shortboard guys. It's kind of like the same way where if you're out riding the log, you can share a wave with somebody, and it's super fun. We were at Log Jam this weekend. Log Jam got thrown down, by the way. We tried to do Mid-Length Mayhem, but it turned into a Log Jam. But we still had a great time, and some of the most highest scoring rides and the most fun wave I had of a co- in the contest was me and Jacob Hamilton took off on like a knee high peeler. I did a nose ride. He jumped onto my board. We rode it almost to the sand. Like sharing a wave is part of longboarding, and when you start to ride smaller boards, there's not really room to share waves because you got to go faster, you got to turn in different places. So I think that it's like most longboard friendly breaks. Like take Summerhaven, for instance. Summerhaven is pretty super accessible, super easy. As long as you act nice, no one's going to hassle you. But it's yeah. a longboard kind of a place. It's mellow. Everybody there is mellow. You know what I mean? It's places like in St. Augustine, like Volano, that get really,
2: really local. I hassled. I, ha- I yelled at somebody at Summerhaven once. The best session. I think even you guys were out there. We were out the north side. <laughs> we were surfing. And I got back to the thing. And there's these old dudes sitting up on the hood of my car. <laughs> like you know checking the surf but like on my hood. And I go, "Yo! Get off the hood. What are you doing?" What?
3: Like and they were
2: like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." Oh. yeah I I probably came across like a total jerk, but in the moment I was like, "Man, what the? This is disrespectful. You never touch me. Like, what are?
1: You, what are you doing on my hood, man? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey. Get off my hood."
2: But but <laughs> that on the back of those amazing waves made it all like i would have tell you know i would have done anything right then like I was, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but here's the things i feel like out the gate long borders are like more chill than short borders but i think long borders always have more drama i feel like there's always more drama in the longboard scene where short borders are just like What's up.
0: <laughs> i think you're right well i i definitely can i can see where like i as a rule do not serve Milano. i've served there like five times in the past 10 years
1: because here's the thing short borders with alex hobbs short borders just yell at each other in the water and then when they get out of the water they're all cool long borders are super nice to each other in the water and then they're like man freak that guy (laughs) except for our group of friends who just takes we we created cole
0: hardwick and i created a burn scale so, like, if you're going to burn your buddy and you're going to go in front of him, your buddy yells out the burn number, and you're trying to get that scale. So, like, the other day, Cole yelled out, it's an eight. tensure, it's an eight. And I burned the mess out of him because I yeah. wanted to score the eight on the burn meter. He says that a tube has to be involved for a 10-point burn. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah here's scary. the thing. Burns only count if a tube's involved. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a burn. I don't know. If, I, if you're doing, like, a perfect arched-out hang 10 on a really glassy one and I burn, stop when yeah. any fall – no you're, you're not gonna be happy i'm burning you yeah <laughs> I'm burning you. yeah unless only if there's a i won't burn you if there's a tube the rest of the time i burn you you burn me i don't care <laughs> i expect yeah. my friends are gonna burn me i mean just
0: straight out like that's what we're about we're gonna burn. or you.
1: like this like if you see one of your homies has been burned like four waves in a row maybe let them have one you know what i mean <laughs> Well, I, like after if a, a while, I someone just, if I see someone just getting roasted in the water, I'm gonna be like, "All right, all right, let him get one. Come on, guys." Yeah, yeah.
2: After a while, don't you do the like give two, take one, then give three, take take one? You know, it's like at yeah. towards the end, I'm starting to like, "Here, guys, have some more."
0: I kind of always got taught gentleman's priority. Like, if I get a really good one, I'm gonna let the next really good one or two go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it's like they, you just you just caught one you just had one. You and know? I think that
0: if everybody had that kind of an idea, there are some people that are just frothers. You know what I mean? Some people they yeah. don't mean anything by it. It's just they're so excited they don't get to surf that much.
2: Victims of their own froth.
0: Yeah, and they just froth out, and the gentleman's priority goes out the window. So yeah, but sometimes Beautiful. I get irritated person like I get a good one, I let two go, and then I go for a good one, and someone who just got one of the ones I let go. Burns me. Then sometimes I'm like, "Hey, man, I thought we were being cool. Like, I thought we had an agreement. Also,
1: I thought there was an agreement." Waist, if it's under waist high, then who really gives a crap?
2: I totally it's like
1: Totally, it's agree. freaking under waist high. It's like, yeah, dude, you really ruined the the best wave of my life. No, it's under waist high. Like, yeah, come on, let's go. We're hanging out. But
2: party. I can not if you, party, baby. If you never surf and it's under waist high, that still might be a really good day for you. And if you get burned on one of those days, it might be crushing.
0: I also think that when when we're talking Don't about burning each spot. other <laughs> like friends who surf together all the time I've seen a bunch of times at longboard places where like two dudes who know each other and surf together all the time and both surf well will be like sharing waves truly like burning each other but sharing waves and nobody's ruining the wave and then somebody who's not one of the crew is like oh I want to get in on this and I'll just stuff somebody and nobody gets mad but it's like if you're if you're going to burn and you're going to share a wave, kind of know how to, like, make, not ruin the wave for the other guy. Does that make sense? One of the funniest things
1: that ever happened was whenever a crew of us, and you'll remember this, tenure a crew of us went surfing, and, like, all the homies we're all burning each other like we're not burning anyone from that break we're just burning each other like crazy and then we read on facebook later that like someone was all like they're out there burning everybody it's like we weren't <laughs> burning everybody we we're burning us we weren't burning you we we're burning our friends
2: Had <laughs> yeah, burn envy i,
0: I also burn. this is one place where i do get a little. If you come to a known longboard spot and it's a gutless, mushy, only longboard wave and you're on your potato chip thruster and you're getting angry and you're yelling because you're not catching waves, I'm sorry, dude. At that point, I'm burning you because you're being absolutely ridiculous. You came to a place where you knew everyone was going to be riding boards over nine feet and now you're suddenly shocked that you can't get a wave?
1: Get out of here. You got to be Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like freaking... If you want shortboard waves, go to a shortboard break. Like, because there are breaks at least where we live. Like, there's definitely it's like there's some spots that's blatantly a mushy longboard spot. It's mushy. It sucks for a shortboard. Honestly, you shouldn't be surfing it on a shortboard just because you're not going to have any fun. Like, there's other breaks that are very shore breaky that you can get a tube or do an air or whatever the heck shortboards do. That'll be fun. Go fast. I always felt like. Even though I don't serve it that much,
0: the general rule of thumb is you don't really ride logs at like places like Volano that are shore pound, barrel. Yeah. So I've ridden a log it,
2: of Volano.
1: Yeah. Really. I have, but it was like it was flat everywhere, and there was this weird little is mean it crowded high wave.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it like rips by the jetty right there on, on kind of like a wind chop day.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about on a good day, on a day when it's like chest high clean. Can't,
2: you can't, you'll poke yeah yeah
1: i've gone finless at volano before
0: Hmm.
1: Um, i've had some some fun like down
0: the beach body surf sessions at volano some really fun ones i like volano (laughs) this this is not my i can't do my old back and
1: stuff i can't do the fast i'm too much of a kook for volano i like it because i never like i would rather get bounced off the bottom than like stuff real deep you know what i mean (laughs)
0: The so i don't
1: shore break the funniest <clears throat> don't ride a
0: longboard moment i've ever seen was they had just dredged the saint augustine pier in like 2005 and when they first dredge yeah. it sometimes it does the magic shore pound where i mean it's yeah. just it's it's as wide as it is tall you know and it was like chest high and just throwing and it looks so fun and me and uh, tj weedman who was like a wonder grom, still surfs all the time he's in the air force now he's an amazing dude we had ridden logs down by like 10th Street because the sand was good down there all day. And he was like, hey, let's just go watch at the pier. It's going to be rad serving to watch. So we got our logs sitting up there and this guy comes running out, brand new Stewart traction pad on the Stewart, three fins, leash. And he's like, you guys aren't out there? And TJ literally looks at him and goes, dude, it's way too heavy for a log. And he he seriously, he's like... You guys are just, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go out there and rip. Wuss. He basically calls us what a bunch moths. of wuss. Yeah, wuss. He goes out there, and TJ goes, watch this. First wave, dudes, takes off backside, gets axed right in the back of the head, falls onto his board, folds it in half, breaks it, and has to do the walk of shame after full-on, like, calling us wuss. Has to do the walk of shame pass. off no. And we were not gentle about it. We were bent over laughing.
1: That dude sounds kind of cool though. It sounds like I could freaking split some cores and listen to some limp biscuit with that guy. Yeah, do you remember the day that me and you were
0: we were on like a little bit of a trip and we were surfing down from the main peak? And it was just me and you and this guy paddled between us. We hadn't seen him at all. We've been surfing for like an hour and a half, and the guy goes, That's it.
1: I'm going and getting my eight-footer and I'm locking it down. Oh yeah. Lock. It. that's exactly he goes i'm about to go get my eight footer and lock it down why, like, why? Like, because you
2: guys are on longboards getting on the
1: waves i have no it was just we surf we were surfing what, 100 yards away from the spot like it was just me and trent yeah we were like seriously like third peak over from the jetty and just like minding our own business it was like waist high it was small and then the dude was like, I'm going to go get my eight-footer and lock it down. And we're like, what does that even mean? So
0: he paddles back <laughs> out, and he, he seriously
1: sits in between us, and he's like, locking it
0: down! And he, he yep. goes on one wow. of us, didn't even go. And he just goes, he angles like he's going to go, eats it, oozes his board to the beach. You see him on the beach, like, glaring at us, then puts his board in the truck and just leaves.
1: Maybe it was he's the, most- the guy that went to China – and ate the bat so that <laughs> lockdowns could happen. And that's what he meant by locking it down. He yes. was like, I'm gonna lock it down. It was back in 20, this is like 2017, 2018. It was, it was a couple of years ago. It was <laughs> gonna we, eat we a the whole car ride back, back to St. Augustine. We were hysterical. Gosh. Man, how come we all do trips like that? We used to do day trips all the time. Yeah, how come? COVID. COVID. Yeah. How come, Grinch? How Chesh come we don't down. travel anymore? Say it ain't so, Grinch. Say it ain't Say so. Say it ain't so, Grinch, man? Like? I'm sitting around having to surf the same stupid spots all the same stupid time. It's boring, man. It sucks. It sucks. I'm so sick, man. I'm over it. I'm bored, man. That's what it is. I'm just freaking need, bored. need to get up to Wrightsville. Oh, man, my homie from Wrightsville came down – Surfed Summerhaven, surfed around here a bit, skated a bit, man. Maybe want to maybe want to go up there and visit the homies. I need to see, Rotsville I'm, this time of year. I've only
0: been to to North Carolina for surfing one time, and I got skunked the whole week. It was terrible, choppy. Oh man! And so I have to go back and get proper
1: proper banks because I've never I've never experienced it. So one of got- the best sessions of my life. There's like two, but one of the like just best sessions I ever had was with. Um, the Conklins and Saxton. And this is like when they were all like 15. And then um freaking Pat Patrick Nichols. And dude, it was just like we're the only ones out. Such a fun log wave. Just all day. Super fun. I love it up there.
0: I want to talk about at Log Jam. My favorite heat of the day to watch was Easton Green, Gromit, who actually took out the event, and uh Lil' Shane Conrad. In their quarterfinals, Chance on the beach with me, and he goes, watch this, dude. I'm going to give Semif- these Groms. Semifinals. Oh, semifinals. It was the semis? He's like, I'm going to give these Groms. They're going to have to earn it. And he paddles out, and instead of actually, like, catching any waves, he's just harassing the Groms. <laughs> their entirety. And those two Groms took it in stride. They were laughing, and they were – and then he comes in, and he goes, Grinch, in your semi, actually catch waves. <laughs> Don't yeah. just give the
1: other competitors. I think I, I messed, messed up by like – Trying to just burn them the <laughs> whole time instead of actually trying to surf well. But we had a good time. Yeah, uh, we were on the microphone. High. Yeah, dude, next logjam, I may just run on the mic the whole time because that is fun business.
2: Chris, he was dropping knowledge like, fun fact about the Beach Boys, they <laughs> weren't boys and they didn't live at the beach or something like that
0: so yeah I some help. it was the second log jam ever that i actually <laughs> oh, made the went. final like the, the only other final i've ever made Trent's made like every log jam final he's entered except for this one like the only other final i ever made is in the grandpa's division when we did it that year so i'm in the final and i'm having just a blast and i know the Grums are beating me and i'm just having such a good time and i can't hear the microphone and i come in and all these people are telling me congratulations and i'm like what is happening and they go, yeah, Trent called out that you won. He told everyone you won. So apparently Trent's like, Grinch won, he won, he won. And I'm like, no,
1: no, no, I didn't. There's no way I won like that. Because Shane and Easton were ripping so Yeah, much. he did say that. Was you know it's funny? Um, I was talking to Tony, who was one of the judges, after – and I was like, "Dude, you guys robbed Grinch! He freaking won that heat!" And he goes, "Did you not see the shared wave where like the kid got a hang tin and a heel on a shared <laughs> wave?" And I was all like, "That's fake news! Grinch won
2: it."
0: Oh I was seriously impressed with Shane and Easton. They were ripping all day. Like they weighed four hands. pounds, and the waves were no bigger than shin high. I don't care. Like I just I feel like the future is in good hands with those two
1: as away. long as i'm not in the water <laughs> taking my hey i'm taking my way i'm grabbing my nine six and i'm locking it down, locking it down boys down. locking it down lock it down diesel <laughs> diesel's gonna get out there and lock it down
0: where's my wax
1: where's my wax and my my core's light
0: so tink you told us that you had a grievance that you wanted to yeah air.
2: i'm so glad you asked and here it's time for my segment and it's gonna Wait, be...
1: can I can I do the theme song in? Yeah, in go for four. it. Dun dun dun. Hey, it's dun! Dun dun
2: Thank you, Trent. And my grievance for today, it could all be so easy, but you know who's screwing it up? The wind. My grievance is with the wind. I want to tell the wind, Dude, get in line, start blowing the right way. We all you everybody knows you need to blow out towards the damn ocean broke this thing he is he like,
0: like glitched no, and short circuit the, the wind hey taint the wind had spies on the
2: inside because it glitched you out bad see once again wind trying to mess up all our
1: fun all you gotta do is blow towards the damn you know ocean what, you know who I'm you know who I'm more mad at than the wind the tide I Aww. hate the tide because you know what Some days I only have a short, like, period of time to surf, and the tide says that it doesn't want to have waves at that time. It wants to have waves, like, two hours later or an hour before then when I can't go surfing.
0: Tide sucks. That is the one really nice – one of the nice things about point breaks in Southern California in general is most places the tide does not matter. And, if, and, I, and people are like, I'm like, hey, we got to surf right now. It's mid-tide. It's going to be so good. And they're like, dude, it's kind of a little crowded. There's a little wind on it. It'll be, it'll be good all day. In Florida, it's like certain breaks.
1: The tide's got to be, you've got two hours, and then that's it. I hate the tide here's here's how tide can really screw you up you can go check like four spots and be like man waves stink today i guess i'll go run in air and then you go run in air and then you run to your friend you're like oh i just got out of the water it was fun i'm like what tide. when how
0: tide came in i want to also oh, shout out to uh our boy luke kothera his new movie groove is selling like hotcakes he seriously sold
1: a bunch had a couple as it should as it should Go buy it. And also, be on the lookout for um, a certain video Luke made from a certain trip we took up north. Might be premiering very soon on the internet. Uh-oh. I think it's so rad that Luke took the time to, like,
0: actually make a DVD, make a movie. He's selling it, and people are responding. You can get it, uh, Luke Cothera, um, on Instagram, or WSMS in St. Augustine has copies as well. Yeah, because you know
1: what? In, like, even five years, how many of these edits on the internet are you going to be able to, like, oh, let's go back and watch that? It's hard whenever you don't have something physical. So I'm glad he's making physical copies of group because it's a really good video and it captures, like, a good period in time for our surf community to where it's, like, you'll always have it. You can always pop it in and watch it. I love dusting off the VCR and popping in like Super Glide
0: on the VHS or like the contours by Longboard Magazine. Popping in that VHS. So it's getting to a point where where you have
1: to have fun tonight.
0: It's getting to a point where you have to even have an old TV because a lot of the new TVs, you can't plug the VCR into
1: them. Yeah. I still got my VCR. I got it. Well, I have a VHS collection too me too like Every a, like a. Is. I have a big one I have a lot of VHS's like a lot favorite
0: VHS surfing movie Trent on VHS and the summer doesn't count wait do I have to own it yeah you have to own it
1: oh and our most limits of pure fun
0: mine was embryo of fine flow I really
1: wait that. wait wait sorry sorry that or computer body computer body is really good too is computer body the Barney movie no, it's the one Um, Ozzy Wright. Oh, okay. has the final part in. It's just really good. Same guy. One just has an accent.
2: Were, were some of the first Volcom Air DVDs, or was there was on VHS, or was that DVD? VHS. That was VHS towards the, the
1: beginning. The Volcom what?
2: You yeah, remember that, like, like Volcom was yeah, the, yeah. the company that just, like, showed shortboarders doing airs, just, like, all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, like, 156 tricks and stuff like that. When I first yeah. saw, and I only rode longboard. You know before. what I... I'll tell you what I'm really, really trying to hunt down. And if anyone listening has this, please contact me. I'll buy them from you. I'm trying to find Lost Across America or what's really going wrong. Any of those old Lost videos on VHS. I yeah, need Doyle them. has both of them. Who? Doyle has both of them. Will he sell them to me? I think so. DM him. That's, see, that's the question. Will he sell them to me? I don't know. Dude, I miss the crap out of Doyle.
0: He's having a baby. He's been he's been in Chad Squatch. He's having a baby.
1: He's a man. Mm -hmm.
0: He's the man. He is the man. Dang, I love that dude. Oh, everybody loves that dude. He's a great dude. He's Um, freaking real. Yeah, he did this thing too, where he got all these old boards and he did all the ding repair, and he just gave them to
1: Groms to stoke them out. Oh, another thing. If this airs before Christmas, that's really cool of Chad to do that. Um. COS is doing their annual yearly Stoke of Grom board giveaway where we take a brand new Grom board, we post a picture of it somewhere in Jacksonville Beach, first come, first serve. But here's the rules. If you you don't need a board, give it to a kid that does need a board. Or if you get it, give your old board to a kid that needs a board. This is about trying to hook up a kid that may not be able to get a brand new board this year because his family can't afford it. But Christmas morning, 11 a.m., we're posting it. So hopefully this episode comes out before Christmas. We can do that. Sick one. Maybe. We can maybe do that. We the first time it. I... when I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. I can do it. I can, get it. I can get it. Out, I can get it done. I was going to say, who's anybody? Taint's the only one who edits. We don't do anything.
0: Taint is like ninety-five percent. Well, I, I send
2: you guys the first version. You listen to it, and there's like all these notes, and then I have to go back. <laughs> I change it. We'll all right, no more notes. Happen. Just raw.
1: No more notes. I take Honestly. out the curse words like you say. And yeah, no we got to take them out. The curse. Tell. Yeah, we definitely did not do that on the last one. We <laughs> said have a curse word. Oh yeah, we're not supposed to be I, saying I words say anything. Of this anything it's funny. Here's the thing, you know what? It's Christmas time and the spirit of joy and love. I'm thankful for you, Tate Baker, because you put in a lot of effort to this, and me and me and Grinch don't. We don't put in any effort <laughs> at all. We're we're me and Grinch make it so difficult to even like plan a time that we're gonna do this. And then we're like, all right, I guess. And then we get on here and we're like, I don't know what to talk about. Surfing's <laughs> kind of dumb if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with
2: paddling?
1: I got another topic that I want to talk about. It's Let's
0: serious. do it. Okay. So I want to give a shout to WSMS because they have found made in the USA soft boards. A, because this is the thing for years, I've been railing against think boards made in China, all these things, and all these different surf shops have always been like, Oh, well, we have to sell the softboards because they, none of those are made in America. And there's a, there's a market for them and the, all this. And then Kayla Zapone, who is the rat shop owner going, goes, you know what? Finds made in America softboards and that's all she'll sell. Ethically, those I
2: are good they're boards sold. too. They're in, is it in it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what? Does COS sell any softboards? We did for a while.
1: We don't have any more. <laughs> I love Tony's whole vibe. Like, at the contest and everything, he was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Tony's Tony's whole like life motto is, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. If you don't like it, you can get rocks.
0: <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to one of Taint's famous intermissions. We'll be back with you on the Surf Knot, baby. It's the Grinch. Stay
3: with us.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Coming up, we have an interview with Mike Doyle on the Surf Knot.
3: Well, when, when I grew up, I grew up what they call inland, and It was probably about 15 miles from the ocean, but it seemed like a long ways then. Uh, just, uh, you know, I think I got to the beach when I was about 13 for the first time. So I walked out on Manhattan Beach Pier and I saw a guy surfing and I couldn't believe it. One guy turned around, and actually went backwards standing on the board. I just going, I just couldn't believe it. it the first time I've ever seen surfing. I'd never seen a movie of it. I didn't, there was hardly that much television, you know? I mean. And uh, just to see guys riding a wave was just dazzling to me, especially, you know, the angle of the pier looking down and watching, you can see the trail and the track of water. And I just went, I knew that was for me, right? The first time I saw it. And it was from Rosa Beach Pier. But, but the best I could do then was I, had, I ran down on the beach and I watched them. When i lose their boards, I'd run up and grab their boards. Of course, these boards weighed about 9,500 pounds. So they'd just roll over me, smack into me. I had bruises on both legs. Just so I could jump on and paddle about 10 feet out the guy would yank the board and say, hey, thanks, kid. And I'd go, I touched one. I actually touched a surfboard. I mean, I was that thrilled by it. But to the beach. When I got down to the, most of the beach, I got tortured by the real in-gang, you know, because I was an outsider from, you know, they didn't know where. They'd never been east of I-5, you know. Did you ever get in with them? Uh, well, years later, when I was at Malibu, I, I started getting a real lucky deal. My stepfather had a job in the Navy, and he drove to Point Magoo along the coast every day. So I got off at Malibu every day on his way up to Point Magoo, which is up by Ventura, and he'd drive me, pick me up at six o'clock at night. So I turned into a kind of like Malibu Mike, every day at Malibu, all summer long and on the weekends and the winter. So some of these guys are on a big swell, Malibu used to be the place to go. So now here come, five or six years later, these guys that tortured me, Dewey Weber and uh, and uh, Henry Ford, these guys, they're going, aren't you, uh, they call me Tiki Mike then, because I used to make these dumb little tikis that they were in high school. I thought they were really cool, you know? Because I was reading everything I could in school, in the library about Hawaiians and surfing and everything about it. Well, they they all had tikis in their folklore and stuff. So I was making them in wood shopping. But when I wore them to the beach, the surfers thought they were kind of geeky. They were all wearing St. Christopher medals, you know? Enamelized St. Christopher medals, that's what's cool. Tikis were lame. Well, so around your neck, I, I wore on a leather leather yeah. thong, and I thought I was a real yeah. surfer, you know. And everyone called me "Hey, Tiki Mike." And so, <laughs> years later, they came to Malibu, and I said, "Are you the same Tiki Mike that we used to know down Hermosa?" I go, "Yeah." And I go, "Hey, your surfing's getting pretty good." So, I, I was accepted then as, as having talent, and that I had developed in the ranks of surfing. The thing of localism, where there's like adventure, where there's actually gangs, and if you're an outsider, they come and slash your tires and stuff like that. This is our beach. I I can't stand that. I've seen it happen in Mexico, too, at K-38. Down in Baja, it's starting to happen around where I live, where the Mexicans say, this is our water, you guys are gringos. Or you go to Hawaii, you know, you're a holly. I just don't, I don't, I just don't like racism in any form. I just, I think the ocean's the ocean. The ocean should be uh, enjoyed by everybody and respected by everyone. When I went, like I said, I went to, you know, I didn't even see a movie until about my junior here in high school, they came out with, Bud Brown came out with the big surf. And so then I wanted to be, I saw all kinds of people I wanted to emulate, but in my growing up period, the only first person I saw was the first day I ever saw anybody surf, and it was a guy who turned around backwards, and that was Bob Hogan. And he, he was a local lifeguard in Homoza Beach, went to Hawaii every year. <clears throat> and actually, Greg Knoll, because he was a skinny kid there, and he was he could ride forward, backwards, and stand on his head. The same Greg Knoll we know now at this, this big around. He was a skinny little kid, and he could do anything on a board, too. And I remember looking in their car, I both of them had trophies. They had won trophies in a surf contest or a paddling race. And I went, wow! I mean, I remember I'm just a 12-year-old Grimmie just looking in a car, never even been on a board before. I've seen these guys riding these waves and having trophies in their car. And they had cool 41 Ford Coupes all buffed out and a lifeguard. And I'm going, this is a life for me. I want to be a lifeguard and go to Hawaii and surf the big surf then when i went to malibu of course the guy the the guy to copy and emulate was mickey dora he i mean dora had such charisma mickey dora had uh, facial expressions he always had a classic car a cadillac or something he always did artwork on a surfboard that said kazam gaboom or superman he was way ahead of his time and every kid on the beach we all emulated everything mickey did the way he walked the way he talked the way he moved the way he tilted his sunglasses he, and the way he surfed, because he was quite a quite a good surfer, and, and and he was real quick and agile. They call him a cat because he could just run around that board real agile. And that was his spot, Malibu. He wasn't very good going left. He he, I mean, he was okay. He only it never did real well in Hawaii, but he could really ride Malibu. My my philosophy started pretty simple from my mother, and I think it still holds true. It just she never pushed me about what to do anything. I never would try to, she never tried to lead me into being a doctor or a, a dentist or anything. But her main thing was to be a good person and uh, take care of yourself, take care of your health, and uh, do it to others as you do to yourself. It was pretty, it's pretty basic stuff, but it's really big stuff. You know, the, the, sometimes the little stuff's big stuff. And uh, try not to cheat and lie and all. That's the kind of thing that just start bringing you down, you know. It's uh, basically trying to tuning into yourself, who you are as a person, what you can possibly do out there in this world, how to help some other people besides just yourself. It's easy to be greedy, it's, 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 uh, it takes a little more talent and skill to not be so greedy and actually help somebody else that may not be as gifted as you. Actually, I kind of like the direction it's going now. It went for that, that shortboard era, I was very disappointed with all you saw were kids surfing, and you started losing all the, uh, the adults and uh, people that were really good at one time on longboards all kind of dropping away because all they were making was short boards. And now with this, uh, the return of the longboard, I mean, people are starting to have fun again. And The direction of surfing is fun, it should be fun. And I'll, I'll answer you, my, who said that? people always say, who's the best surfer in the world? I go, the one having the most fun. I go, wow, I thought you were going to say, you know, one of these, Kelly Slater. I go, no, if he's having fun, he's the best surfer in the world. But anybody, that you should be out there to have a good time. And uh, that any way you want to do it. Some people just stand there on a big board and cruise along, and that's great. Other people have to cut real hard and turn and slack and rip off the top. That's the way they have fun. That's fine, too. Well, I see myself... Uh, I still see myself pretty much doing what I'm doing now. Painting and surfing. Live to surf, surf to live. It's your host, The
0: Grinch, coming back with Surf Knot. Hope you loved Taint's famous skills for the intermission. With me as always, our co-host, Trenton Tarpitz Phillips. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And our producer, the working man's worker horse, the actual hardest working man in show business, Tyler Taint Baker.
1: I used to be in Nirvana. He did. It's a fact. Now look at me. Now look so, at him. <laughs> so I, I want to. What so if, your mother did to you?
2: <laughs> she said, "Quit the band." So I was like, "All right, mom,
1: I'm good. get out of there." Well, I'll tell you what you got to do. Goal you you right? got to do a podcast with a where you just gripe about the thing you like. So, that is pretty much this.
0: This should be called the "Gripe About the Thing You Love" podcast. Um, so of the stupid things that me and Trent talk about the other day, we started talking about um, the best cold beer to have after a a surf session because cold beer after a surf session. And somehow we got on to if local Northeast Florida surf shops represented a beer, which beer would they represent? And so I've compiled a list and we can do it one of two ways. I can say the shop and you guys could guess the beer or the way i think we should really do it is i'll say a beer and you guys guess the shop and you say why
1: you'll say i like it well yeah we'll do it you say the beer and then we guess the shop all right Okay. Take you guys it ready? Off.
0: all right drum roll here we go the beer is
1: corona Ooh. Mm, corona i feel like that's um if you've ever been to ohana surf shop and uh and stewart I feel like they're a good Corona vibe because it's like, you know, there may not be waves, but you're still kicking it on the beach. Maybe going fishing. You are exactly right, Mr. Tarpitz.
0: Uh, Ohana Surf Shop was Corona to me because they have that real, like, be thankful what you have, celebrate. It's all about it's the like homies. It's like Cancun down there. down there. Yeah. Plus, it's tropical as all mess. They are tropical. Tropical. So cool. So, if anybody from Ohano is listening, you're officially the Corona, and it has nothing to do with whether we like the beer or not. It's more the vibe associated with the beer. All right, are yeah, you guys drink, ready?
2: I drink a Corona. I have a beer. I have a beer. Okay, a Stella Atois.
0: Oh, and the shop goes mm-hmm. with the beer.
2: Yeah, and now we'll flip it on there. And so now, what what shop goes with that?
1: Ooh. what's the name of that one shop in South Florida where it's like? It's, like, ultra hip.
2: In South
0: Florida?
1: Uh, You know what I mean? It's in South Florida, Um, and it's, like, like, um...
0: I feel like Mangrove in St. Augustine has a real Stella Artois, Sierra Nevada, Pilsner kind of a vibe to them. Like, they're very artistic, but they're also, like, they have a little bit of, like, you could definitely have one after a surf session. They're definitely a higher-end kind of a shop like a euro mind.
2: a euro stink beer
0: a little bit yeah
2: i think what, what what is the shop that is beneath surfer the bar in jacksonville isn't there a surf shop there
1: that's the freaking rip girl store oh, is that what it is, <laughs> rip Curl store is uh, you're a stella you're you're pretty bougie i feel like the void shop could be Stella too they have a real kind of no no because here's the thing the void shop has to be the beer that they make there they literally make beer there so whatever that beer is that's what they are that makes sense we need to have a
2: column in void and i'm we, we need to pitch them together
1: if only one of us worked for them or wrote for them ever they could never give Dance the three in. of
0: us. They could never give the three of us a column because we would just complain about something. No, we not have focus. Yeah,
1: we just we just complain about our hours or something <laughs> like this. Stop.
0: I wasn't even supposed to be at work today. All right, next beer. What do you guys? mean
1: you won't? What do you mean you won't pay for my Photoshop? <laughs> next beer, you guys ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Truly hard seltzer. Ah. Oh, that's freaking Aqua East, dude. That's Aquese. That is
0: perfect. <laughs> That's East. It's hundred percent Aquese because it's like they're they're on the golf course. Yeah. It's not really, truly are not really a beer and Aquese is not, I mean, it's not really, a, let's just be honest. It's not really a surf shop. Like it's, it's a, it's a t-shirt shop. And they <laughs> I, got sell a, some surf
2: stuff. I got a job there when I moved back to town. Yeah. It was the first job I got before I went over and started saying it again. And I quit because they were trying, they were like, wanted to give me a drug test. And I was like, you're a surf shop. You guys drug <laughs> test? And they're like, yeah, unfortunately we do. And I got, I, I don't want to work here. And I quit.
1: After working here, for like I, got a, uh, I got a beer. I got a beer. Are oh, you got a beer? And I got a, I got a shop in mine. And so I'll see if you guys guess it. Okay. Probably not because it's it's more of a Jacksonville thing, but Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> First of all, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. First of
0: all, no one should enjoy Mad Dog Twenty Twenty outside of like a very cold night and a
1: trash. That's not a beer.
2: You can do a small right. liquor or ice house or something.
1: No, I mean I'll if do, there's a shop that's I'll Mad do Dog. I'll do Mickey's. Okay, Mickey's.
0: Um, well, it definitely has to be like
2: on the wrong side of town to be Mickey's. I think
1: it's Jacksonville.
2: It's over there by the uh by the um the base is it a surf
1: shop or a skate shop? It's a surf shop.
2: It's over there by the, the uh air force base or whatever the hell it is.
1: Nope. It's Austin's surf shop on third street. Uh, that old man that he, I think is I'm that like sure one room? Is that's the one
0: room place that looks like a house. Yes. Yes, that place
1: is awesome. I that's love a that place. That's a mickeys. That's you oh, can that buy is. some if you want, man. I don't care. Straight you go forty five. You go in there and check it out? I've been in there a few times, yeah. Every time I go in, he's like sitting at like, you know those like uh, plastic like old lawn furniture from the 90s? He's got one of those set up in there and he's reading a paper just chilling. I'm like, I like this guy.
0: (laughs) All right, here we go, here we go. And me and Trent are going to argue about this one, Tane, so be ready. Paps Blue Ribbon. The pit. See, he's doing this on purpose. He knows because our argument started with we were talking about which shops represent which beer. And I was making a joke, and I said, you know, east is the truly of surf shops. And Trent laughed. And then I said, WSMS is PBR. You know what I mean? They're like down I think the it,
1: boys. It was the pit. The no, pit. the pit yeah. definitely I'll tell you what the pit wanted. WSMS is an IPA, dude. They're an IPA. They're classy. I agree, but they'll still hang with the boys. That's an I, IPA. Which IPA are they? Like, like a, like a, that's
3: like, a like a, like a Yeah.
1: Or Sierra Nevada. Yeah, because the boys will still party down with those. But at the same time, you know, you could go to a luncheon. <laughs> you could go to a yeah. lunch. You totally could go to a luncheon yeah. with Kayla because she's because like, like, they're classy. The- they like do stuff with the community. PBR is like freaking. Oh, woke up with a hangover, freaking. I'm not checking the waves today. That's PBR, dude.
0: I hit the guys from the pit up and said, we're going to make this list. And honest to goodness, they were like, we're doing a logo for the pit surf shop. We're Bush.
1: I was like, "Okay."
0: And they were like, oh, yeah, we're they're we're
1: They're a bunch of gnarly skaters. So that's perfect. That's skater beer. They were like, do not put us on
0: anything except for Bush. We're Bush. And I was like, all right, you guys are Bush. I agree. That's fair enough. Shout out to Will your Bush. Oh, Will is the man. I like Will. Did you know that the pit is involved in this thing in St. Augustine called the Daddle Pepper Vert Ramp, where they're raising yeah. money to get a vert ramp built that the community will be allowed to skate. Yeah. Wow. Which is awesome because next to not. the Daddle Peppers. That <laughs> Renan Gargan, I think it's seriously outside of his house. Yeah, that's kind of like give people access to it it's i think it's rare i mean i never ever ever Every, want to skate a everything's like somewhere
2: would you rather have a yeah. vert ramp or like a two-foot bowl come on man
1: oh. well people like skating vert and there are no, no they ramps. don't they <laughs> like thinking they about do.
2: how many people actually go over the coping
0: dude a bunch of them <laughs> there are a bunch of like gnarly skate dudes who've given the opportunity will blast they'll put their pads on and just blast backside airs and i want to watch him do it oh it's it's i love watching people skate vert because it's terrifying it's like watching big waves it's it's horrifying all right next beer next beer next beer here we go here we go michelob ultra
1: at sunrise <laughs> I feel like Sunrise is Bud Light. It's like the work command surf shop. See, I feel like it's not Mick Ultra because you get you get the moms and everyone's at a barbecue. Then they live on the golf course, but rarely play golf. And they keep playing golf, but they don't get any better at golf. That's Mick Ultra.
2: Didn't wasn't it
0: like Kelly Slater in the WSL? There's like, there's, sponsored there's by like no flavor win? to it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't WSL sponsored by Mick Ultra at one point? Didn't Mick Ultra, like, do a bunch of contests? I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I haven't
1: watched WSL in a hot minute. It's oh. so
0: boring. I tried to watch the Pipe Masters the other day. Oh. And oh. I
1: was bored to Wait. Here's something I saw because I was like, you know what? I'll watch. I'll watch the finals. I'll rewatch the final. And I saw, like, a second of it. And the only thing I saw was that Kelly Slater has five – Fins in his board. <laughs> he can't. Die. No one will tell him <laughs> it, to stop. It was a quad with a trailer. Hilarious. He's just oh. bored at this point. He's just done everything,
0: and he's like, "I got." Remember in the '80s when Christian Asoy was like on top of his game, but he kept making like really weird, different skate decks because he was just bored. Like no one could touch him, so he was like, "I'm just bored." I think that's what's going on with Slater. That's the Firewire thing. That's the Finn thing. It's the wave pool thing. He just I has – like what-
1: Hey, Slater, if you're bored, you can always, you know, fight me. Hmm. He never responded to Trent's jiu-jitsu offer.
2: No, no. no dude, but you know what? The, trail, the, trail, the
1: trail's hot again because Jeff Glover posted a thing about him talking with Kelly Slater, and I was like, yo, I challenge that dude to fight me. So maybe, maybe it'll pick up – Maybe the trail can get hot again, boys. Yeah, I think so. I love it. Well, I really cool. have, I really want to wrestle him. <laughs> I want to he's wrestle got, him. Let's He's rack. got glass ankles. Glass <laughs> ankles. You
2: should you should listen to. He was on the Wire podcast talking about his thoughts on water and like the water that he consumes in his body. It is insane. If you live in life like Kelly Slater, he's like drinking reverse osmosis water 100% of the time. He's like never having tap
1: water. Can hey. I, I tell you something that hey. happened
0: today that made me think of the Wire podcast?
1: Literally, this is, happened this evening. Is it drinking water out the hose of your backyard because we're from Florida? Yeah. We're scared. That's how Ain't we're scared. scared. We're Florida, man. I was
0: in the water today, and there's this dude, super nice guy. Not a great surfer. It was all onboard surf. He's riding his like Firewire TJ Pro. It's got like the plug in the middle of, it. he's got the leash on. And I, he almost runs this guy over. He's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And so I, <laughs> I go to get a wave and he like goes the paddle and he can tell he's in my way. And as I'm taking off, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I, I do a nose ride and, and I go in and it's fine. I paddle back out and I'm smiling. And the guy goes, Hey man, I'm really, really sorry. And I go, you want to make it up to me? And he goes, yeah. I go, don't buy any more Firewires just like that. And the dude, without, without missing a beat, smiles and goes, yeah, you're right. And I was just like, <laughs> high five. I was like, yes, dude, this guy's awesome. And he smiled and we talked for a while. But it made me feel like George Costanza when the guy was like, the ocean called and they're all out of shrimp. And he wanted to be like, well, the jerk store called. I got to use <laughs> my. <laughs> you got to use your
1: line. Gosh, man. I was so. Why? I just don't like. Here's the thing, like most of them, they don't even look like a good board. They're all like fat and gross and like glued together. Why do you want to do that?
2: People that can really serve have good boards. Fat guys who wanna think they can ride a potato.
0: I just thought it was really cool that I said it to the guy and like as soon as it left my mouth, I was like oh, he's going to be really mad that I said that. But he just laughed and he's like, yeah, you're right. And he was really cool about it. And I was like, this guy's
2: awesome. So uh, speaking of uh, imported boards that suck a butt, uh, at the surf station, they've been busted for unloading a container full of boards.
1: Were they, were they soft boards or? You
2: can't tell. I assume I sur- some are. I, so I sur- <laughs> so.
0: I surfed with a guy who works there this evening, and the dude, the dude was like, "Hey, your buddy from the the podcast busted station with all the China boards." And I go, "Yeah, we're probably gonna let you guys have it on the podcast." And he goes, "Well," and he was he was laughing about it. He had a really good sense of humor, and he goes, "They were all soft boards." And I looked him dead in the face and I go, "WSMS has all soft boards made in America." Doesn't matter. And he just laughed and he was like, "You're right, Grinch." And it was just it was funny, but.
2: Soft, hard, made of cheese, made yeah, of wood. Yeah. I don't care. It's still, you know, just like something they're probably paying nothing for and tripling them, you know, in the shop.
0: And it, though, it's not like those are going to clog any lineups up this summer. Oh, oh no, wait. That's exactly what's going to happen.
2: Clog the landfill up when they're done.
0: Ser- I, I yeah, that's the thing. I feel like
1: <sighs> just buy surfboards.
0: Here, here's here's my issue. here's my issue with any. So I'm gonna give the surf station props. They have made a concerted effort to buy more locally made boards, right? But there's like a guy named Dave Farina. He makes good boards. I like Dave a lot. His boards are down at Surf Station Two, while all these China boards are like at the main shop. And I'm kind of like, I wish that they would go all the way and say, you know what? We're not gonna do any more containers from China. We're gonna get these local guys that already make our boards. And we're going to go all local made boards for our beginner boards. I understand the the profit margin isn't as good. I get that. But I think that would be a really good step because there are other shops in town. Like you go to the pit or I'm not sure about the pit, but you go to Mangrove or you go to WSMS, especially they're only selling stuff that's made locally. That's, that's mostly Florida made. Mangrove might have a couple things from California. I think they have some some, um, albums and some almond and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. they're still made in the U S that's still
1: American surfers and craftsmen
2: with like being put behind it.
1: Well, that being said, if we've perked Firewire's ears up, let me give you this heed and message Firewire. That if you have large checks that you want to make out to Trent Phillips, you send them my way because I'm, so- <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> I need that money. Firewire, I need it. I need that. Y'all got any more of that firewire money? Right, so let me ask
2: you: Firewire or NSP that one one wants to sponsor you? What do you go with? How or much? Michael who's Dorsey. Paying? Michael Dorsey. How much
1: they paying? Whatever the biggest check is, dollars. man. I want, I'm i trying to buy a Lambo just to use – I'm going to buy – no, here was our pipe dream with my old band for the longest time, and I said whenever I make it big and I get those big dollar paychecks, I'm going to buy that hot rod that John Bottom had from the Led Zeppelin movie. I'm going to park it out front and just use it as a bathroom. Just go poop in there. <laughs> John Bottom's bathroom car, baby. Just pooping around in John Bottom's car. They're like, is that John Baum's car? I'm like, yep, yeah, that's a John Baum bathroom car. Yeah, if you got to use the bathroom, you go in there, poop on it. Yeah, and then I'm going to make sure it's, let say, Iron Maiden sucks. And then you flip it up, and it says David Bowie sucks too. There's a lot of
0: shops that do that, though. I mean, Ron John does the same exact thing. They buy these containers from overseas instead of having paying a little bit Ron more. Ron John
1: is not a surf shop. Ron John Sorry. is the White Claw of surf shops,
0: right? It's the soccer mom, White Claw. Now, even Ron, is, John is
1: the, Ron John is the O'Douls of surf shops. That is, it <laughs> is the no, Ron
2: John is, is a glorified sticker company. It's like salt life, you horrible. know? Salt life's horrible too. It's just the new age or old age salt life. They're like half more famous for their billboards on 95 than they are for their surf crap.
1: Yeah. No, it's depressing. I went to, um, there was like the surf museum next door doing a thing one time and I went to check it out and they had these beautiful old boards, but the way they had them displayed was they like got, you know, those like things that hold umbrellas in for like outdoor seating and stuff like that. They had those and then they drilled a bolt through the fins of these classic boards from the fifties and sixties and just bolted them into place. And I'm like, holy crap, what are you doing?
2: How would they do that? I drilled right through the chopstick on this board.
1: It's like having a puppy show. Like, okay, we're going to do a dog show. Oh, this dog's not in place. Let's staple his paws to the freaking (laughs) thing so he doesn't move around.
0: (laughs) There's no way to make money with this, but I really wish that there was a surf shop that was essentially the public library. Where you could go and you could, you know, you'd have to be somehow checked out because they wouldn't want you to wreck things. But if you had a card to this place and you could rent like a classic board, you could rent boards from all these different places and you could try
1: stuff and bring it back. Yeah. Amazing. That exists. It's Daydream Surf Shop and Bird Surf Shed.
0: But it doesn't exist in Florida, is what I'm saying. It doesn't exist
1: enough to do. You know why? Because we're selling that for meth money, son.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And also, you can't you can't hold somebody's card for two thousand dollars here in Florida. You can do that in California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, dude, bill
2: it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bill it. See if it works. I'm interested. Have fun. (laughs) Hell, I
1: stole it anyways.
0: (laughs) Hell, (laughs) man. When I used to work <laughs> at Surf Station, they did at one point have some really cool CIs that you could, like, board library, and they were doing it with the duct tape boards for a while, too. I don't know if they still are. because that, that
2: was, like, a month or two.
0: Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe we should start it up. Maybe we should, like, if you're listening to Surf Not, donate some old, really cool old surfboards to us and we'll. Public library. Yeah.
1: yeah, hey, yeah, listeners, <laughs> donate to me a really cool old surfboard. I'll be sure to let other people ride it. <laughs> hey, I'm going to need your credit card, too. <laughs> I'm all about the money. <laughs>
2: oh <my God. laughs> Diesel, we're going to get you the money, yeah, Diesel. I Diesel. Don't worry. Back.
1: I didn't did eat much damn a little lightheaded.
2: <laughs> You've been working out and not eating enough.
0: So oh, man. what do you think um, surf shops should do? What do you think about the argument of we have to buy softboards from overseas because the margins are just so good and people are going to buy them anyways. So it's better that we make money and pay surfer employees than like Costco and Walmart making all the money selling well, these soft It's simple so as hell. It's
2: simple as hell. You never make any money on surfboards. You can expect to barely make a little bit of money. You make your money on your merchandise. You make your money on everything else where the margins are way better. But you, keep, but you just say, okay, we're, we're going to basically break even on surfboards, maybe make just a little bit so the transaction makes sense. But then you just bring in all the right merchandise so that you're a curator for your area, that you're not just pumping crap down. You know, I don't care what it is. Who cares? The price is right. That's the wrong way to look at it. And I think it's on the
0: consumer too. I think that surfers have got to wait, because this is the thing. I have a buddy of mine. He's really into mountain biking, right? And dude spent like $3,500 on this mountain bike. But when I'm around these other mountain bikers, they're never like, hey, mountain bike company, I want a bro deal. They're like, this is the very best mountain bike we could get. So we spend the money on it. Surfers tend to be one of the few groups of people who are like, I'm marginally good at surfing. Therefore you should make me this for free. And it's
1: like, there's also not some dude in his freaking shed putting together crappy mountain bikes and pawn them off for like a fraction of the price. Yeah. I think as surfer
0: consumers, we have to get to a point where we're like, I'm going to pay for quality equipment because it like surfers have this weird thing in their head where getting the deal is a status symbol. I get a deal. Therefore,
1: on pro on pro deal yeah. well, because because the pro guys get deals, and whenever someone gets a deal, it makes them feel like they're a pro guy. But I look yeah. at like these mountain biker
0: guys, and they they don't even the status symbol is having that quality bike. It's not the deal you got on a crappy bike made in somebody's shed. I don't understand why yeah. servers
1: are backwards like that. Well, it's hard to measure who's good at mountain biking and who's not good at mountain biking. Well, I,
2: I, I, I can tell you that a certain degree of all this is is just inherently surfers don't have as much We're one of the lowest, like... Because uh, we making. spend all
0: our time surfing instead of working. Yeah,
2: exactly. If it's good, we go. So we tend to set our lives up so we make a little less money, but can surf whenever we want or, or in some kind of manner. We're near the coast, whatever. Because of the
1: stupid tide and wind. Yeah, Ultimately, we could our
2: surf with the tide and the wind.
0: We
1: could surf at five o'clock every day if it worked out. If it weren't for the stupid tide and the wind, we could surf whenever we wanted. Boycott we the tide the and the wind, job. everybody! Boycott the tide and the wind. We're boycotting the tide and the wind. We're going surfing at eleven p eleven a.m. every day.
0: And with that, boycott the tide and the wind. We'll see you in twenty twenty one. This is your host, The Grinch, signing off for The Surf Knot. We love you, baby.
2: Merry
1: Christmas.
2: And a Happy New Year.